Welcome back to the Soda Pop Podcast. This is season three, episode 12 of our podcast. And today we have a little a little uh, in-office session here with Vanessa. How are you doing, Vanessa? I'm doing well. I'm hanging in there till the end of the semester. All right. So I'll do this with pretty much all of our, all of our guests. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, like, how you ended up at UNA and like your passion in regards to the students? Well, um, so I'm probably the most behind the scenes person at SODA. So you probably don't hear a lot from me. Um, I am a native of Columbia. So I actually came to the country. I moved to the country when I was four um, and I grew up in New Jersey and I've traveled around a lot. So I've lived in Boston and in Michigan, um, different parts of Ohio in Cleveland and Dayton, Ohio. And then I ended up at UNA uh, because my husband also works here. He works in the music department. And I was fortunate enough to find a job really similar to the one that I had in Dayton, Ohio. So I've been working in higher ed for about six years now. Uh, I really love it. I, um, to give you a little background of my university experience, I struggled getting through college. It took me 10 years to finish college in and out of different colleges. I went to four different schools um, before I finally graduated from Kent State. So to me, college and universities and navigating universities in general was really difficult. Um, I didn't really have a great support system. My parents are wonderful, but uh, didn't really know how uh, being immigrants, didn't really know how university systems worked or financial aid or anything. So I struggled with full-time jobs and going through college and changing my major about a million times. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And 10 years later, I finally graduated. My bachelor's degree is actually in English and it's in teaching English as a second language. So I am um, I speak Spanish. Spanish is actually my first language and I had to learn to speak English. So I thought that that was really interesting and I knew I wanted to help people, but I didn't really know how. So that's kind of the path that I finally chose and then ended up not doing at all. <laughs> like a lot of other people. Um, once I left college, I did various jobs. I worked in like medical offices. I did all kinds of jobs. And I ended up in higher education working in admissions and I absolutely love it. And it like clicked that I struggled through college and I wanted to help other people who also struggle getting through college. I wanted to be that support system when they don't really have anybody to turn to or um, they don't have access to programs. I just wanted to be a voice supporting students. That's really what I started getting interested in. Um, I was really fortunate that I got to, after working in admissions, I did um, like applications and new students and prospective students. I worked with their applications and making sure they completed their applications. And then I moved into student affairs, which I absolutely loved. Um, I got to work with a lot of the student centers on campus. So uh, the Women's Center, the LGBTQ Center on campus. Um, we had a uh, uh, cultural center for um, African-American students. So all kinds of centers, everything was housed under student affairs. And I got to work on the event side of things and participate in a lot of events and help 
create them and help the students create these events for other students. And I realized that basically college is a big community, right? And by creating these supportive communities, it was more likely that students were going to be successful because they felt that they had a place there and that they belonged there. So then they wanted to stay and finish out their degrees and help them on a path to a more successful future. So that's it. I was kind of smitten. That became my passion. I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. I love higher ed. Um, there's a lot of things I don't love about higher ed, <laughs> uh, um, but that's okay. That happens with any job. Uh, what uh, I was fortunate, like I said, enough to get this position here. When my husband moved down, he got the position here in the Department of Music, and this position opened up uh, in the Department of Music. So my title is I'm the Communication and Events Coordinator for the School of the Arts, and it means lots of things. I kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, my favorite part is, again, getting to work with students. And the big benefit of this is that I get to promote a lot of student work. Uh, a lot of the, you know, the music recitals and the exhibits and the theater productions. And I, I get to participate in that and promote the work that students are doing because I feel like it's really incredible. So I do two things. I feel like I do two things. I promote the work of our students to the community so that they can see that these are really, not only are they valid productions and legitimate productions, but they're really pretty spectacular. Our students are so talented um, and I love to get to show that off. But on the other end of things, I want the students to know that they have a community within the arts. So, um, kind of like any other any other group or organization i feel like we're this big organization the arts at una and i just i want the students to feel like they have other creatives that they can turn to and it doesn't just have to be in music or in art being a creative is something really different than anything else and that they you know working in the school of the arts and doing what i do it's to kind of make students see that they have other opportunities to hang out with friends or other opportunities to create and different things that they didn't think that they could. Um, so that was kind of a long rambling answer, but I hope that covered everything. That's a little bit about me. Um, I will say that the other thing I do, and that is my passion, um, I've done this thing called Color Guard for almost my whole life, probably longer than I've been alive than not. Um, currently, I'm the director of the Muscle Shoals Winter Guard. Muscle Shoals is the local high school here, and I work with their color guard, their outdoor and indoor guard. So I do that on my spare time. So it's a lot. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you you definitely got all the all the information out of that 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 I asked for. Um, but speaking of the School of the Arts, uh, can you kind of explain to those who are listening who? may not, even though we're in season three, may not know exactly what the School of the Arts is, like what are the different departments and the programs. Um, and Monica wanted me to mention the umbrella and kind of also how we serve as, a, like where we serve in the place between like say the students and like President kids. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I always use this example because I feel like it's a good one. I don't think I, I don't think I came up with it. I really don't remember where I heard it, but it sounded so correct to me and it is what, what the School of the Arts is. So for those of you who don't know who we are, the School of the Arts, the programs that, they, that we encompass, it's the Department of Music, the Department of Visual Art and Design, 
that has a bunch of programs. So within visual arts and design, you have the visual arts, which are ceramics and sculpture and photography and painting, and I'm sure I'm missing some, but visual arts. Um, then we have interior architecture and design, fashion merchandising and design, culinary arts management, and then hospitality and events management. Um, and then cinematic arts and theater is the other program that we have. Uh, to go back a little bit to the design part of visual arts and design, I think that a lot of people don't realize that we have these programs under the School of the Arts, but design is a big part of it, right? It is an art. It's a skill. Culinary arts, it's, a, it's an art. Like when you see the work that the students do or even fashion merchandising, when you get to see that like final fashion show that they put on every other year, that that is an incredible skill. It's it's creativity right come to life so it's absolutely an art so i think lots of times people don't realize everything that's under the school of the arts under that umbrella um to get back to what i was saying before so what we do is uh is kind of like athletics right so athletics is one general title it's one general un umbrella and under that umbrella you get you know your football basketball baseball, softball, whatever. Well, we're the same thing. We want to represent the arts in the community. We want to represent the arts in the region. We want people to know that UNA has all of these incredible art programs and art opportunities for students and for other, for outside community members. You know, um, sometimes culinary will host dinners. Sometimes interior architecture and design is tasked with doing an, an actual um, like a mock-up or a blueprint for a building in Tuscumbia, which is something we're working on. And that's something that our students had a hand in doing. So we are, we are basically just a title so that we can promote the arts the way that athletics promotes their teams to the university and through the region. We do the same thing, but just in the art world versus the athletic or the overall university. Um, where we stand is right now, we, we have the departments that fall below us that I mentioned before. And then, um, and then we're kind of right underneath the College of Arts and Sciences. So we still report to Dean Baird. Um, I know you had uh, Associate Dean Bibby on last week. So they, uh, we still, in academic wise, we still report to them. But what we do and what makes us a little bit different than a college is we focus a lot more on the marketing aspect or the promotional aspect. We are a little bit different than a lot of the other programs in the university where we have events all the time that are for the public and usually ticketed events like theater shows and uh, concerts and things like that. So we work a lot on the promotion of that and recruiting students who are one day going to also be performing professionally or educating other music educators or art educators. Okay, so speaking of recruiting students, how do you think that uh, SOTA works to help these potential students, whether they've been accepted or they're just on a visit, um, find their place in, inside the School of the Arts? Well, um, one of the things I talked about before was this building community of artists. Um, I, I love that thought of students knowing that they have a place here and that they feel like they belong here. And a couple of ways that, um, <laughs> this seems like it wouldn't have anything to do with it, but it does. So one of the new things that we just started doing this year is we have this software that is called Accepted. And what basically, it's a different application. It's a separate application than the application 
application to the university. And it's where you can upload media. There's all of our programs have these new requirements to be accepted into their program. So um, for example, our cinematic arts and theater uh, uh, program in the major, they require an interview and a statement asking, why do you want to be a cinematic arts and theater major here? Uh, culinary does the same thing. It's just kind of a letter of intent. And the reason that we do that, it's not putting up barriers for students. It is seeing if this is the right path for them. The arts, it's so different. Um, you know, every, every single major has its complications, right? Everything has really hard things that you have to, you know, that you have to overcome. In the arts and being a professional artist, you have to learn so many different things. It's, it's kind of uh, not only a life skill, it is your life, right? It is your passion. You don't decide to go into music just because you have to have a passion for music or art. Um, so what we like to do is make sure students are on the right path and accepted allows us to do that. So by putting these guidelines in place, um, one of the things we always say is it's, it's not putting up a barrier. It's reading this statement and being like, yes, this person definitely should be in this program. This is what they want to do with their life versus getting a, maybe a letter and being like, you know what? We know you have an interest in this and this is how you can be a part of theater or you can be a part of music, but maybe this isn't the right major for you. You don't, you know, you don't necessarily want to do this. You want to participate in this manner. So we kind of try to try to help students right from the get-go, right from any interest. We try to help them right away and say, yes, you belong in this program, or you know what, I think this is how you can do this because you love it, but this is really where you should go. Um, so the way that you get to that is if you go on our website and you go to any of the prospective student tabs, you'll find all the information for the new requirements and the new guidelines that are there. Um, but you can always go to the SOTA website. It's una.edu slash School of the Arts. And it has a bunch of information on there too about this new program. Okay. And um, another thing I'm kind of curious about is how exactly, um, I know we like at, at SOTA Pop, we have our own like social media and everything. And so how does the School of the Arts work to help these students know what's going on throughout the programs. Do like, I know we, we repost a lot of social media stuff that, that's posted on our main page, but like, what else, uh, what else is available for them to be able to know? So we do a couple things. We advertise on all of the university platforms as well. So anything in the digest that, get, you know, any upcoming performances, big performances will go in the student digest or staff digest. Um, we're pretty active on Facebook, Instagram, not so much Twitter, even though we try, but we are very active on Facebook and Instagram. So you can always find our events and um, our handles are UNA, at UNA Soda. The Twitter handle is UNA underscore Soda. Um, but you can always find the information there through the community. We do try to post on all of the community calendars so that people know things that are going on that might be interesting to them. And then on the School of the Arts website, again, we always post a calendar. We have a Google calendar up there that's specific to any School of the Arts event. So smaller events like um, maybe student recitals and student exhibitions. So things that are smaller nature where we might not necessarily publicize it on a community calendar, you can still find it. So if you're looking for a particular event, you can go to our website and right on the home page, you'll see the calendar of events. 
Okay. Yeah, that's pretty pretty simple, pretty useful. Yeah. I, I didn't know a lot of that stuff, and I work here, so I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we've been talking about the student side of things, but we also have a lot of alumni. So how do we try here at SOTA to engage our alumni? Well, that's a really good question. Um, we've kind of been questioning that ourselves. One of the problems that we run into is SOTA is only not even three years old, not a, even a full three years old yet. So a lot of the times we're trying to engage students who don't know what SOTA is. You know, they graduated from the music department, but there was no SOTA when they graduated. So when we're like, yeah, you're an alum of SOTA, they're like, what's that? What? What am I an alum of? No, like I went to UNA. It's like, no, and we know, but School of the Arts is part of UNA. Um, so educating them first, educating our alumni so that they know what the School of the Arts is and making it exciting for them. Like, look at this step that UNA has taken, making the arts a priority, making this presence of the arts, and we want you to be a part of that. So making sure that the alumni know that this is a really good thing. Um, we do like to highlight what some of our alumni are doing. And if you go on our Instagram, we have a, like one of our highlight, um, one of our highlight buttons is anything that our alums are doing right now. We do love to do that. And we work really well with the Office of Alumni Relations. Um, so anytime that they're highlighting anything or we have good information about one of our students or, or one of our alumni, we send it and pass it off to them too so that they get um, they get both the coverage from our office and the coverage from the university, from the alumni relations office. And one thing that I didn't say before, but it goes to both the alumni and our current students, we do currently have two Facebook groups. They are not super active, and I would love for them to be, but the purpose for those Facebook groups, and if you go on our Facebook page and just click on group, you'll see that, you'll see the two groups is we want people to start communicating across these programs, right? We want collaborations to happen. Um, recently, there was an artist exhibit at uh, the Kennedy Douglas Center for the Arts, and the artists who organized it were either current students or alumni. And then they posted that information to both the student group and the alumni group because it's important to keep everybody informed of all of the things that we're doing and that our students are doing and that that our alumni are doing we want to make sure that they have a space to do that which is why we created those facebook groups but um but with alumni in, in particular it really is about just educating them letting them know that the school of the arts exists and how it can be beneficial for them right that that it's one more place that they have to promote what they're doing and be proud of the university they graduated from that has taken this interest in the arts yeah i definitely agree um another thing that I saw is new on campuses. We now have like a student alumni association. So like, I think maybe we could kind of send some information through them as well. And that may help as well. Cause I think that's an organization that's filled with current students right now. Yeah. So just to inform them on what they can do when they do become an alumni, we could do that as well. Oh, that's a really great idea. I actually, I hadn't even thought of that. Um, did you say it's a new, I did see that. I saw it posted somewhere about a student alumni association, but I wasn't sure what it was. So I'll look into it. Yeah, they, they just started this year, I believe. So cool. either that or like last semester yeah. when, uh, when the COVID started getting bad. Yeah, I think it, it, 
it helps. And I know that within, you know, in time, everybody will understand, but there's nothing more exciting to me, which, you know, I guess makes me a really dull person, but there's nothing more exciting to me than when I see either an alum or a current student say like, yeah, I'm a soda student or a school of the arts student. And that's so exciting that they feel like they belong in this community because of course you do, you know, of course you have this, this, um, you know, this commonality between all the other artists, even if you are, you know, uh, fashion merchandising and design major that you still have more in common with the music major that's a couple streets down than probably a physics major. So we want to make sure that we're, you're, we're uniting these students and that we have these alumni. Like, again, that's exciting when they're like, oh, I'm a SOTA alumni. And it's like, yes, you are a SOTA alumni. And you know what? Look at all these SOTA, current SOTA students. Let's support them. Even though maybe you graduated from ceramics and that person is in film, well, let's support them anyway because you're a SOTA alum. Like, I love hearing people mention that, like a School of the Arts thing, because in three years, it's it's been just education these last three years and putting our name out there. So it does make me excited. I get really happy when I see that people are starting to feel this sense of community within the students, the student population and the alumni population. And no, a lot of the stuff that we've had to do like this, this whole semester, like education wise and any event wise has had to be um, online because of the, uh, you know, the, the COVID rates, but um, how do you, what do you, what do you think personally, how next semester is going to go with all, um, with all this? Do you think it's going to be the same? Do you think it's going to be a little bit better or do you think it's going to be a lot worse? Um, it's so hard to tell. I feel like it changes every week. I feel like it's going to be sort of the same. I know the plans right now, everything like before is sort of up in the air. We have dates planned out for events and everything is still, you know, we know that next week we could be going virtual in the spring. Like we have no idea what's happening. It's been really tough. I will say that's probably been the toughest part of the job in the last eight months has been trying to plan for anything because we can't. Even when we do try to plan for something, things change and things that were supposed to be live go virtual or things that were supposed to be virtual are now happening in some sort of live format partially. Um, you know, the, <laughs> the biggest constant right now is change, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's, really, that's really all I can say. I, I wish I had more answers, but right now we have events planned for the spring and at the same time, we haven't really released anything because we don't know if in a month from now, all of those plans are going to change. Um, it's really hard to tell. You know, it feels like every day it does feel like the COVID situation is getting worse. But at the same time, we're finding more creative ways around that situation. So we have been able to have more events. Um, but it's just, it's so impossible to figure out something as soon as even January. Like I, I have no idea what could happen. Yeah. It's kind of really hard to believe that it's already almost been an entire year yeah. since it started and it's still constantly changing. Like there's still no uh, exact path that is mapped out. So that's yeah. absolutely crazy. But at this point, 
I'd like to open up the floor for you to talk about whatever you, you, whatever you feel you need to talk about or any events that you are thinking about or anything that you, just anything you want to talk about. Well, um, since I am always promoting events, let me do a little of that. There's, well, there's actually a couple things. So one of the things I want to talk, uh, I want to say is this Friday and Saturday, this is not going to publish. This is, when is it airing next week? This will be up on Wednesday. Yeah, this will be up on Wednesday. Okay. So theater is doing a great production, but it's this Friday and Saturday. So by the time this airs, that will have already passed. <laughs> what I will say is um, one of the big pushes that Dr. Brown has been working on and we're slowly starting to make steps to make that happen is giving the art students a little bit more information uh, regarding entrepreneurship. That's one of the big pushes for the School of the Arts because we realize that being an artist is really hard. Making money, not, I should, let me correct that. Being an artist is not hard. Being creative, right? That, that's, that's something that you can work at. Being a, an artist making money is hard. So we want to try to start educating the students in that manner, whether that's business, finance, marketing themselves. All of those things are super important. Um, the, so far, the music department has been having a couple of master classes that are really great that involve basically just promoting yourself as an artist or giving you ideas even on how to make money as an artist. Um, on the 30th, so still a ways away, November 30th, they have a music business professor. His name is Lance LaDuc. He's hilarious. He's been on the podcast before. Um, and he's really great talking about self-promotion and marketing. Um, he's going to be doing another workshop on November 30th. And then in the spring, uh, we are having a class. And I do not know what that class is called. It's something like maybe arts entrepreneurship. Uh, I think it's under MU490. But the class is not just for musicians. It's really for any artist who's looking at some advice and some education on how to promote themselves and work as an artist. Because sometimes it's in the least expected ways. You know, we've seen sometimes an artist will graduate with painting and they think that they can't make a living doing that, but find that they can, or, you know, how do you open up an Etsy shop? How do you do an Instagram page so people ask for commissions? Things like that, that maybe a lot of people don't know how to do, or they kind of know how to do it, but want some more information. So we are starting to dabble a little bit more into that entrepreneurship side. So I did want to make a mention of that because you'll probably be seeing more workshops. And I wanted to mention it because it's not just open to School of the Arts students. Almost all of our workshops, master classes, anything that we host is almost always open to the public, the general public. So even like you, Mark, if you're a Department of Entertainment Industry major, and you think that uh, it would be beneficial to learn how to market yourself or promote yourself, that would be, those are great workshops to attend. And again, if you look on the calendar, the School of the Arts calendar, we always post the link to register for those workshops. Um, and those are open to everybody. And I don't, I think that's really what I, that was the only other thing that we didn't touch on. Um, I hope that by talking a little bit about the School of the Arts and what we do, it gives a little bit of clarity. I know that sometimes we're this weird in-between, between college and departments, and people don't really know 
why or why we exist or what it is we do. Um, but we do a lot of background work to make sure that the arts are being acknowledged and that they're being promoted for the university and for the community. So I hope all of the talk before that um, helped a little bit with that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I still know a lot of my, my a lot of my friends don't even know exactly what the School of the Arts is. So I hope this kind of opens it up and explains a little bit so everybody will be able to understand what what we do and how we how we get things accomplished and everything, what all is involved. But uh, I want to thank you for joining us on here. You you're the only um, the only person in the office who hasn't really been on, other than our our new <laughs> our new student workers. But I know I really hate being on camera. I am I am definitely a behind the scenes person. That is what I like to do. So, um, but it was fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining. Uh, this was actually our last episode of this semester. Our first episode, let's see the date. Our first episode for next semester will be posted on January 13th. Um, if anybody has any ideas of episodes that they want to see, you can email us at arts at una.edu um, or you know, DM us on social media, whatever it is you want to do to get in touch with us. Send us your ideas. Um, yeah, make sure you guys check out all of our social medias. Check out all of the School of the Arts social medias as well. Um, yeah, and thank you once again, Vanessa, for being a part of this. Have a good end of the semester. Final push. <laughs> Final push. Get through it. We have a week left. So that's right. Through. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you guys for watching, and that's going to be the end of this episode. Thanks. Bye. Hey, guys. Make sure to check out all of our social medias. Feel free to send us your feedback at arts at una.edu or through the DMs of any of our social media. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you in the future. This podcast has been brought to you by UNA School of the Arts. Executive producer is Mark Gallegos, co-produced by Selena Fugate and Tyler Hankins. Special thanks to Dr. Terrence Brown and the entire SOTA staff.